Spitfire, hurry. What do you think, this is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this, and bing you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I think. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a pothead fucker? <laughs> This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Wow, the good news, uh, the Jets won. <laughs> bad news, it's bad for New York, no matter which way you slice it. From east to west. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Uh, new allegations about the uh, about the golf course. And uh, oh, we got some, I don't know, good wetlands. Like I'm looking outside. Oh, by the way, our friend Frank Batista uh, dropped off the first tree uh, right in front of our place right here. We spoke to Frank yesterday, the horticulturalist. Is that correct? Uh, a man who, uh, who knows his trees. Let's put it to you that way. Uh, he dropped off the f- very first tree as uh, as a donation to our uh, Sharon and I's pla- that's bad grammar uh, to our place on uh, Point Peninsula. So thank you, Frank, for that. And uh, I, I I just I literally just walked by uh, a couple of minutes ago, but it's outside. Uh, so yeah, last night's game. Uh, I'm a Jets fan. I, I'm not as at the level of where I am as far as a Yankee fan. Not even close. But I've always been a Jets fan. More so than Giants. You know, I'm in New York, blah, blah, blah. I can never understand, especially people who live in New York, can be anything other than a New York fan. It drives me nuts. A friend of mine is a big Rams fan. I see you know, people here and there from the New York area that are Pittsburgh fans, Dallas fans. It just doesn't add up. But last night was supposed to be a glorious moment for the New York area. And for like uh, five seconds, it was. And once again, just like when Vinny Testaverde, I won't bore you with all the details. This isn't a, 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 a sports show by any means, but, you know, Rodgers goes down and it didn't, it looked like a benign, you know, okay, he got sacked, but he's, his Achilles heel uh, was torn and he's out for the season, just like Testaverde was. Now they're blaming it on the turf, just like Testaverde at the old Giant Stadium. But that said, um, you know, now this was a moment for the Buffalo Bills. It's like, hey, we were supposed to go to the Super Bowl last year. And uh, Josh Allen had one of the worst performances of his career, which typically he does against the Jets. He doesn't fare well against the Jets. He's beat them before. But last night he was awful, throwing into double coverage, throwing balls 55 yards and leaving them up in the air like a hot air balloon. Really bad game for him. So and a lot of people say that, uh, and I keep hearing this, that a lot of these starters don't really see um, football real action until the first game. They don't see that much. They don't t- get uh, enough downs, if you will, in preseason. They usually use the preseason to test everybody else out to see essentially who makes the game. But uh, really, it's preseason for the starters, including guys like Allen and whatnot. That continues right through September. 
long season to a degree, only 17 games. Um, the Jets are going nowhere. I said that even with uh, what's-his-face, Rodgers. And uh, they had enough adrenaline, and they have a great defense. But uh, Buffalo just literally handed them that game last night. Why they didn't go on fourth down and early on and, and settle for the field goal. That would have been the difference in the game, by the way. It wouldn't have had to have gone into uh, overtime. It, granted, things could have happened. It might have changed things. I get it. But, but a, a, a touchdown is four points more than a, than a field goal. And they could have had that. But instead, they chose to go for a field goal. And this, after literally witnessing, uh, I was going to say Kenny Rogers, Aaron Rodgers hobbling off the field, and they still settled for a, for a field goal. Made no sense. So anyway, that was last night. All right, so today, and again, I've been digging up stuff, and I hope I can make a sense of it, but a caller called in today. Jeff did have the uh, Larry there from, from the, uh, not from Three's Company, but from the Watertown and Thompson Park Zoo. Interesting show. Uh, a lot of comparisons to the Tom's, um, excuse me, the Robbins Farm and Old McDonald's Farm. I, I could see, but it, it, was, it seemed like it dwelled on that for some reason. But nonetheless, and I don't know how many times Jeff said, I know you have an appointment at one, but uh, 755. And I was shocked that, you know, a lot of people didn't call in and, you know, in, in the typical fashion that we hear on either uh, the hotline show or for that matter, this one, where people berating the zoo to begin with. I didn't hear any criticism. And I was kind of, you know, pleasantly surprised by that. But I thought Larry did a very nice job today. And we wish him and the zoo and more importantly, the animals the best. Let's go to the phones and see who's there. It's a Tuesday. Who never, you never know. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, a little topic change. You don't mind. Yeah, by all means. I was uh, channel surfing last night or the other night about 2 in the morning. I picked up a movie I haven't seen yeah. in probably 10 years. Uh, the original, Bad News Bears. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what yeah. a great movie. Great, fantastic movie. Entertaining. Yeah. They remade it three or four times. The last time was with Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Which right. was a total disaster. If you I never that. saw. I never saw the remake. Yeah, uh, no. I did one with uh, Tony Curtis. Right. Did you see that one, Glenn? That was the one they go to. That was a sequel. They go to Japan. <clears throat> they go to Japan. Yeah. And then uh, William Devane, believe it or not. Huh. William Devane played the coach, but uh, Mathal drinking beer in the dugout, which would never be allowed when I made. I managed midget league for about five or six years. Right. And right. I never ran into a guy like Vic Morrow. Right. As an the great Vic Morrow. I right. know you like Vic Morrow. I'm a big Vic Morrow what fan. A great yeah. actor. God he rest did a his soul. Job in that movie. He did. He did. And his son. His, his... Oh, he slapped his kid in the face. And the by the mountain. way, his son was uh, the kid from the courtship of Eddie's father. Is that right? That's him. Yeah, that's it. That's the kid. Yeah. He was decapitated. I think it was 1983. 83 with two others, two other Asian, yeah. you know, a boy and a girl. Helicopter took his. Uh, well, John John Landis John killed Landis. him. Yeah. He went to court on it, but I know know whatever happened. He was acquitted. Was he was acquitted. Really? Yeah, he was acquitted. Yeah. Yeah. Vic yeah. Morrow, if you watch the original combat, yeah, he took over that show. Originally, Rick Jason played the lieutenant in mm -hmm. the combat. I think it ran early '62. Yeah. Yeah, and Moore was so good he took over the show. He was a good bad guy, uh, and oh, yet he was a good guy bad. in combat. He needed the bad guy, right? Even he as a good guy, guy, he was a bad guy. You were looking for, but his whole that, uh, one he did in the uh, remake of the Twilight Zone, I think it was '83. That was a great uh, storyline too, Glenn. It was, and by he the way, the racist guy there, right? By the way, uh, and, and now that we're speaking about the original Bad News Bears, you could never make that version again, at least from that script, because it was very oh, racially Tatum toned. Tatum O'Neill, very good job by Tatum. She was a good actress. 
Yeah, she was. And Very she pretty little girl. Later married John McEnroe. was in probably 10 or 11. Well, that was a couple of years after she made the Paper Moon. With her dad. With Ryan O'Neill, which was another good movie. Holds up very well. If you excellent movie. Randy Quaid. Yeah, excellent yes, movie. that's correct. Yeah. Uh, Madeline yeah. Kahn. Madeline Kahn, yeah. Had yeah. a great... I believe she was nominated, and I think she won. I could be wrong on that. Plus the guy from... Uh, the guy from... Duh, uh, from... Uh, uh, what's the Tom Selleck? Hawaii... F- well, a Magnum P.I., the guy, he, he, remember the guy that ran the uh, the compound? He was also in Paper Moon, too. Very, uh, I forget his I name. I think that was a Peter Bong. Bon- Don- uh, you familiar with him, Glenn? Yes, yes. He had a, three, a streak there, three or four excellent movies in a row, then he just disappeared for some reason. Yeah, I think he did Tootsie later on, if I'm not mistaken. The Last Picture Show, you familiar with that? Was yeah, of course, of course. Bridges, I believe. Yeah, and uh, um, the one from uh, Moonlighting, I'm forgetting her name. very uh, excellent director. I don't know whatever happened. Well, he, he died. He had there for a while, but... Well, remember, he also uh, was involved with... Uh, uh, Playboy guy, who was he? Uh, he he was supposed to. He had relations with Star Eighty, the woman that was killed by a boyfriend from Vancouver. Uh, he was dating yes, her. Chilling movie. Yeah, Dorothy uh, Stratton was it? Yeah, Dorothy Stratton. Thank I read you. The book on it. This guy was. Uh, yeah, he was crazy. He was. She was with. Was a total lunatic. By the way, there were two movies made from that. One with uh, Jamie yes. Lee Curtis, and uh, the other one with another actress. I can't remember. Oh, uh, um, hmm. Think, Beautiful girl, Dorothy I th- Stratton. Yeah, I think. Chilling story, if you're familiar I think with it. Mariel Hemingway? I think Mariel Hemingway played That's her. That's possible. Yeah, yeah. I did see the movie. It was very chilling. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Eric Roberts played the crazy guy. Um, yes. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, Julie Roberts' right, brother. Uh, if you needed the hard ass, Vic Morrow was a guy. Vic Morrow was the type of guy that all he had to do was look at you to be mean. <laughs> He just Something had that look. Vic Morrow, I don't know what it was, but... Yeah, and by the way, just as a footnote to Vic Morrow, uh, he couldn't get a job. You know, once he got into his late 40s, early 50s, in the early 80s there, he couldn't get any gigs. And uh, so he took that role, and the last thing they heard him say, before he got his head chopped off, was that, I'm too, I didn't sign up for this. And they did it at 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, when, when, the, when John Landis knew that the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the union people wouldn't be there to see if it's safe or not. And uh, they took that chance, and they wound up killing three people. He went to trial. He continued making movies. He still makes movies. Is he did. Great? Yeah. yeah. What, what came of that trial? I don't remember. He was acquitted. Oh yeah, I remember. Great. He shaked. He shook everyone's hand in the jury. I'll never forget that. Well, and another thing on that Twilight Zone movie, Glenn. Remember yeah. the airplane? Yeah. Yeah, John with John Lithgow. Lithgow. Was it? Uh, yeah, uh, John Lithgow was. Uh, played, uh, William Shatner played that originally in the original Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. When yeah. Uh, played a guy that got on the airplane. Right, right. And Remember that? That oh, was a of course hell of a performance by Shatner. He did a lot of early Twilight Zones. But he did. And Very good actor. That was one of the best ones they did, I thought. No, no, no doubt. And uh, and then they went to the hour versions, and that didn't yep. work. But that just bombed out. It did. But yep. It's just a little change. I appreciate Louis it. probably be mad because he don't like to hear about movies. I guess. I'm surprised you didn't call I in. I haven't t- brought movies up in quite a while. I'm surprised you didn't call in today, or you, or the other guy that kind of sounds like you, uh, to berate the the Thompson Park Zoo. But I guess that you know that wasn't. No, well, the mayor didn't take too many. Didn't take calls. He didn't give us time. Hmm. Okay. I would have hammered Larry on a couple things, but hmm. yeah, he's got a tough job trying to make ends meet. I know. You know? It's a not tough job. Not an easy job. No, it's not. You not gave him a lot of money, but it's going to go down the drain. Uh, I hope not. I hope but, uh, not. Okay, Glenn. All right, thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Well, there you have it, going down uh, 
I guess, Hollywood Lane there, going back to the old movies, uh, movie sets and disasters. Uh, but uh, I was talking earlier about, you know, let's see, who cares? Oh, 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 sorry. Uh, about Aaron Rodgers in the game last night. It was a good game. Next week, uh, the Buffalo Bills go to, uh, check that, the Jets go to Dallas, and the Buffalo Bills, I believe, host the Raiders in Orchard Park. Uh, 755-1240 is the number. Um, as I was speaking earlier, I was trying to get some more information about, uh, I, I was actually curious to call Councilman Olney today just to get his side of, the, uh, of this whole evolving story. Because remember, um, there was a statement made, it's probably still a news junkie as we speak, Mayor Jeff Smith, uh, unhappy, of, of course, with uh, Councilman uh, Cliff only. But within the statement, it also came up about wrongdoings with respects to the golf course deal. And I really, I've been derelict in my duties. I haven't looked into that. So if anyone knows any of the details uh, with regards to that, or for that matter, if uh, Mayor Jeff Smith would like to chime in, I know sometimes he listens. Uh, we'd like to hear his side of the story. And when we do, uh, we also want to get uh, Councilman Cliff only in here because I think that's important and fair and balanced. I saw a video, and again, I, I'm, I'm somewhat of a troll. I go online looking at crazy videos, and my algorithms, you know, always point towards this, that, and the other thing. A lot of it is violent. I feel like uh, Eddie Grant, down on the street there is violence. <clears throat> and I tell you, there's a lot of it. But today I saw one that was most troubling. And it, it obviously was a dispute uh, over, uh, I don't know if it was a parking space, whatever. It took place at night. But this guy, I, I, I got to figure he's got to have some type of brain damage. Because you ever notice if someone is getting the upper hand over somebody else, you know, be it, it could be a cat fight. doesn't really matter. You know, especially in the hood, they'll let them fight it out for a bit. And people will say, all right, all right, you had your say. All right, let's break it up. But in this case, there was no one there to break it up. And these two uh, dudes were from uh, apparently from a, a balcony from far away with their camera phone. And the one thing that I've noticed in urban America is that they love capturing bad things and doing absolutely nothing about it. And in this particular case, these guy, this one guy got the upper hand on this other guy. And yes, one was an African-American and the other one looked like me. How's that sound? Is that, is that uh, politically correct? It was a black guy beating the crap out of a white guy. And a, a, his, his uh, white girlfriend, or white guy's white girlfriend, went to uh, knowing that at this point her husband or boyfriend, whichever, was definitely not winning the fight, went over to help him, and then she gets flipped on her back and she's unconscious. It is one of the worst, most horrific-looking videos you'll ever see. Now, why bring this up? I tell you why I bring this up. Because it's, to me, it's, it's a hate crime. Yeah, you could say what you want about two dudes battling it out. doesn't really matter at that point. Because when there's a fight either in the stands at a stadium or in a bar or a parking lot, at that moment, the instinct is to, you want to kill that person. You really do. Your mind's not rational at all, especially when there's alcohol involved. You want to kill them. Well, after a while, even a, uh, an angry, violent guy will stop if the opponent is unconscious. But this guy kept beating him, and you can hear the fists, and everyone on there is complaining, why isn't the cameraman doing anything about this? And then someone said, listen to all the boomers on here. Don't they have a sense of where the world is today? No one helps anybody out anymore. And if they do, it, it just interferes with their ability to, to attract thousands, if not millions, 
of views on TikTok or whatever social platform they prefer. But it is disheartening. And I'm not just calling it a, a, a hate crime because, you know, uh, the white guy was, uh, was definitely, uh, you know, the loser in this. But it was just for huma- humanitarian purposes. Why would anyone continue, you know, punching someone who's obviously unconscious just, you know, and, and parallel next to his girlfriend and, uh, who's just out like a light, too? I mean, he picks her up and he throws like a, like a, like a rag doll. Now, if it was the other way around, we would know about it. Certainly if that was a police officer. But it's the brutality of social media and what it exposes and how it exposes. Now, the Jim Levins of the world would say, oh, this has always happened. We just didn't see it because we didn't have Steve Jobs and the, and the, uh, uh, you know, the smartphone to, to showcase it as easy. I said, no, it's not that. I've seen beatings before. But this, this brother wanted to kill this guy. There's no question in my mind. So, you know, it raises a lot of questions. One, I don't have a gun. Two, I, I don't have the gumption to, you know, you know defend myself enough to, to, you know, to, to duke it out in a parking lot. But alcohol can always get in the way and you can do stupid things because stupid things happen, especially after midnight. But a lot of the people did bring up the fact that, well, if he had a gun, this wouldn't have happened. Well, that's questionable because then you got to reach for it and you got to grab it, and who knows, it could be used against you. But I tell you what, uh, it probably would have been a better alternative because I can't imagine this guy walked away with, without any physical or brain damage for the rest of his life. And I'm talking blindness. Uh, he might be deaf for months, if not years. Who knows? But if you've noticed, that, and I wish I knew her name, there is a governor of the great state of New Mexico. And just this Friday, I believe it was Friday, yeah, the, uh, uh, September 9th, she, uh, at a press conference, reacted to uh, what, what appeared, what, there must have been some type of shooting where innocent people were killed by, uh, by some, some, some guy with a gun. And she was going to take it upon herself. She had this press conference, and she had the press squad there, um, apparently from Albuquerque, and telling them, says, I have the right to call this emergency session so that I'm going to take away your right to have a concealed weapon. And, of course, even their own reporters in the very liberal New Mexico, it's like, well, that's unconstitutional. Oh, no, I'm going to do it. So now, you know, everyone's always talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene as the face of the Republicans or or the, the, the bozo down there in Long Island who lied his way into Congress. He's the face of the Republicans. He said he was gay. And now you got this bimbo in New Mexico. And the first question I ask, and I shared it with a couple of my friends last night, how does someone like this become governor of any state? I don't care if there's 20 people living in New Mexico. You are the governor. You have been elected the governor of an American state. And there she is over, I mean, again, I would love to stop all gun violence, all of it's unnecessary, especially random shootings from a guy that just had a bad day at the track or something and decided to kill people. But this woman is taking it upon herself, just like Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who's taken away people's rights up in Canada to have a to have a pistol. This woman's in, in New Mexico, where essentially every other person has a concealed weapon. And in many cases, they don't even un- conceal it. They have a weapon right on their belt. And she's going to take that away. So now we have the new face of the Democrats. It's not just President Joe Biden. It's not just Vice President uh, uh, Kamala Harris. It's not this, uh, this Governor uh, G- Gavin Newsom. 
We have this broad from New Mexico. I'll get her name in a little bit, but it's 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 unbelievable how she thinks she's going to get away with this. Even even other fellow Democrats say that she's off her rocker, but it's too late. It's absolutely too late. This is what they want. This is what Canada is doing, and this is the next step. Except this woman jumped the gun. Pardon the pun. Way too quickly. Now they're trying to you know hone her back. Too late. Woman's crazy. 755-1240 is the number. So let's do this. Oop, someone's on the line again. Let's go there. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, Glenn. Today at the hotline, yeah. um, dog park guy called up, Yeah. said his speech, mm-hmm. and he said it was awful, absolutely awful, that people said something about the president not being at 9-11 services. Right, I did hear that, yeah. And the only awful thing was mm-hmm. that he wasn't there. And he made sure he wasn't there. That's the awful part mm-hmm. of what he's doing to this country. But yet, your two Democratic callers don't call him on anything. Not a word No, do they call him on that. So, okay, Glenn. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I did hear that. Plus, I did see excerpts of Kamala Harris's speech uh, at 9-11 at New York City where she brought up January 6th. I predicted that, by the way. By the way, getting back to what I said about uh, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if, if people recall this, but I was almost expect I was expecting something horrible to happen to him the first game. That's exactly what happened last night. But getting back to Kamala Harris, I said it yesterday or I said eventually they're going to replace you know the ninth you know the uh, the the 19 uh, islamic terrorists that got into those four jets that day and everyone associated with it not to mention all the other terrorists that we purged oh not we but our military for drum and beyond purged out of either afghanistan syria or iraq over the course of 20 years they're going to replace all those people with yes you guessed it domestic terrorist maga society and yes, our vice president brought up January 6th on 9-11. That's incredible. Predicted, and it happened. I'm a soothsayer. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. How's it going today? It's lefty. By the way, real quick, before I go on, New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, and she signed an emergency order banning both open and concealed firearms in Albuquerque and surrounding uh, Bernadillo, whatever, county on Friday. So it's not the entire state, but let's face it, New Mexico isn't exactly a huge state, so that's the majority of their population. So she is now the new face of the Democratic Party. Her name is Governor Michelle Grisham. Sorry, go ahead, uh, Lefty. Yeah, that's that's uh, very erratic and just very senseless. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever whether you, you bear arms or not. The reason you... Uh, you know, keep control under this world is because the majority of the population has arms. That's why we were never invaded. Yeah. Well, they don't look at it that way. And by the way, getting back to the video that I talked about earlier, I only wish that if I'm in a situation like that where someone has the upper hand and they're literally knocking the brains right through my nostrils, that I would have something to defend uh, uh, my life at that moment. And for that matter, my girlfriend or wife, uh, because it's a hard thing to look at. But uh, trust me, if it was the other way around, you and I would be talking, would know about it, that's for sure. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm talking too much. Uh, first, the Duff is right. you, you got to do something about this uh, this six-ring thing that works at your uh, 
when you call in. That that's just not enough. It's not you can't do that for a talk show. Hmm. It doesn't make any make any sense. You, you got to just do away from that. You, you've always had phone problems, and nobody ever really, you know, jumps on them. But this is another one that just you know. All right, I'll look into it. Record to put into your mind. What gotcha. I'm calling about is why do you think we have such poor road planning that we yeah. have multiple? I'm so glad you brought this up. At the same time yeah. that we have a problem on. Arsenal Street, and I, I'm not someone to slam any anybody involved in the city that's, you know, working on this. Everybody's doing the best they can with, you know, the, the amount of employees they have. But why would you schedule it at the same time? The, not last year, but the year before, they had Van Duzy Street shut down during the fair. Right, that just doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, and, and Coffeen Street was shut travel. down two years ago so they could fix the train tracks. But that was the, the 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 railroad company that did that and didn't tell anyone. So what Lefty's talking about, and I'm sorry, I should have opened up the show with this because it's important. It's a very local. So I'm driving along City Center Drive to get here from that's from the east side of Watertown, and I notice a huge repeat, huge line. It looked like you know at the LIE after a, a a concert out in Long Island, and this line went all the way back to Coffeen Street. I've never seen that before, only to find out, and I didn't know this. That yes, you guessed that the Court Street Bridge was closed in the middle of the afternoon, and with all the other construction going. There I go, I'm bitching about progress here. But you're absolutely right. Today was by far the biggest and most congested day, one of them at least in Watertown history. They closed down the Court Street Bridge and didn't tell anybody about it. I'll I'll, I'll age myself here, but many years ago, so this is like saying the. Late 80s, 80s. I was working a second part-time job for an actual, a wonderful uh, uh, pizza pizza uh, family here in town. It was at Rukas. Whatever. Deli. Yeah, fact, yeah. Rukas yeah. owned it. Gotcha. And I worked there. It being one on the north side, but a lot of their business was the south side. Right. And I was d- driving a little B2, it was the 87 Mazda B2000 two-wheel drive pickup truck. Yeah. And I tell you, just going over... The one bridge with all the traffic was on it in the middle of the winter because the other two bridges were closed down. So all mm. you had was uh, Court Street at the time. The other two bridges were both closed down. Mm. It was just horrendous. It was horrible. And yeah. we had, you know, population we have now, things haven't gotten more populated around here. Well, they haven't, so but we still have more people things. in Jefferson County. That, that's for sure. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Jeff- Jefferson County and inside the city aren't the same thing. City dwellers during the day are what populate during the day. Uh, kind of I, that, yeah, that no, that we work. have a lot of people that don't I mean, live in the drive through today. County populated during the day. At night, it's the, the people actually live in the city that you're doing. Regardless, yeah. or irregardless, either way you want, to, you want to put that little subject, it, it's something that we would think that we'd be able to improve over the year. We have such a short time to do things. you got to start things like that mm-hmm. in March. That's the way it is. Or work at night. You can't start yeah. anything. Well, you you got to work at night, too. It's got to be a, a 24-hour shift, and that's the way it's got to be. And it's got to start at the second that you can start it, mm-hmm. and it's got to go all the way through the end. You can't be starting anything in September. I just don't know where that came up and why the, the person that authorizes that or plans it. September? Uh, they've been working on the streets since uh, last spring, and, and now well, Arsenal they Streets. Now, they, just, they just now have the bridge closed down today in September. You following me? Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, yes, I'm following you. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, like, whatsoever that we would just do it that way. And I, I feel for everyone involved because I know you just can't get the, the help now. That's one of the problems that we really run into is you just can't get 
people to work anymore. You're telling me that the people that are working on those on any given pr- a construction project is tough to get when they pay these guys twenty twenty five dollars an hour? Is that what you're saying? Sure it is. Sure yeah. it is. Well, GM right now they want to work a what, they want to work a thirty two hour work week and have it paid for forty, and it looks like they're going to get it. Hmm. Well, I guess you the know, Japanese are just going to sell more cars than I we guess, do. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I think when you, I think, I think when you get right down to it, that the United States is way behind the, the way that people work in the rest of the world, and that's how we've always been so far above the curve. Right. But most, most of the world doesn't work fifty-hour work weeks. Doesn't work sixty. I know, like a friend of mine. All right, we got it. We're way over yeah, your, I'm, way over I'm, your limit. I'm, but go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go into a friend of mine manages like a. a, a a restaurant here, a chain restaurant. Right. And they know this, and I'm not going to go into who it is, but it's one of the big ones. Okay, don't go they into tangents. Yeah. They know now that they cannot expect people to work 50-hour work weeks and work nights and work weekends the way that they once did. And right. they're going into it differently because they have to. Gotcha. So they're just prorating things and doing things differently. And I just had this conversation with them the other night because they just can't keep right. The type of help that they had, they can't get it. And an employee has no problem with saying, like, no, I think I'm only going to work 30 hours a week now, right. and if you don't want me, someone else does. There isn't really that much of a difference in the money anymore, there which you go. is so true. Right, right. But, hey, you're right. right. I'm over. I'm Way over. over. Minutes, so I'm going to let you go. All right, thanks. Have a great day. Bye-bye now, don't you? All right, i got to go. And I found the article, or rather the statement from uh, Mayor Jeff Smith. I'll share that with you uh, when we get back right after these messages. Don't go away. Roof looking older than you are. The people who call you back. All right, I got the article in front of me, but before I lose uh, our caller here because of the six ring roll, I'll go to it right now. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Um, it's Donnie. Can we talk about 9-11? Is that all right with you? Uh, that's perfectly okay, Donnie. So I want to give a shout-out to Jason. Um, I like that he's starting to see through the government's official story. Yep. And, Glenn, I, I want to say it breaks my heart. It really does. <laughs> Sound like Don, you sound like Jason. The mainstream media yeah. and everybody else goes with the official story. Okay, Glenn, let me ask you a reasonable question here. Oh, okay. Why did Building 7 fall? Why? I'm sorry, you got cut off. Why did Building 7 fall? Yeah, why did Building 7 fall? Okay, uh, can I answer it with, you know, right, I'll, I'll answer it in like 20 seconds or less. The entire what? World Trade Center s- system, and by the way, World, uh, World Trade Center number seven was built in the mid-80s, and I know that because I was a $4 an hour uh, um, messenger uh, for the Bank of Scotland on Broad Street. Actually, they were on Wall Street, 34 Wall Street. It was my first job out of college as a temp. And each and every day, I would walk past the beautiful World Trade Center, and I would see this glorious building go up one story at a time, and that ultimately became the seventh building, built 13 years after the original World Trade Center was constructed. Okay, but within that, it was still part of the whole network and and this and the subway system. So everything underneath the World Trade Center and all the buildings around that area were all joined together beneath the the the, the ground, Donnie. That includes the subway. That includes pathway. What else was under there? Just, you know, all t- there was a mall under so there. So you would agree that they were built very strong and very well? They were built very strong and very You're missing my point. But the ground in Ground Zero was so hot, and it, was, it, it burned for weeks, if not months, underneath the ground. They couldn't get down there, that it actually melted you know the why? foundation found, of, of the seven. They seven. found molten thermite. All right, whatever. 
But that's my no. reason. I'm just letting you know, Glenn, if you watch the video of Building 7 Fall, just like the towers, it's a controlled demolition. Hmm. We've talked about this each year. It happens. There's over 3,000 architects and engineers 3, say that it was a controlled demolition. Now, I should take architecture. I already shared vi- every year. I share videos on my Facebook, testimonies of the firefighters. Would you believe multiple firefighters' testimonies, Glenn? Uh, no. 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 Did you say no? Yeah, I said no. No, I wouldn't believe it. No. Not at all. Why wouldn't you, the people who were, the firefighters that were there, mm-hmm. that were running, that are covered in dust, that are bleeding, right. they're on camera saying yeah. that it's boom, 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 and they're calling, calling explosion, explosion. Right. And he said, and there was some firefighters that said, don't go over there, they're not done it. They're not done yet. Yeah. It's going to keep going on. Right, right. No. Listen, okay. over and over and over again, yep. these videos are shared, but not by mainstream media. Right. It's a dishonor to the families of the f- people who died yeah. that you think that a bunch of terrorists with mm-hmm. some box cutters yeah. hijacked four airplanes mm-hmm. and they hit three of the four targets, yeah. but um, right. with, with, at they 600 took down miles an hour. steel and concrete buildings. That's not how things are. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question, Glenn. Yeah. Who Real worked quick. on aircraft, me or you? I'm sorry, say that again? Who worked on aircraft, me or you? Oh, you did. You did, not me. Well, then, uh, let me tell you something about aircraft. Okay. Aircraft materials, right. their airframes, are very, if you if you run that into steel, it's like a tin can right. hitting against a piece of concrete, the the plane's going to lose, not the building. All right. Okay? Yeah. Listen, one of the things when you're in aviation <laughs> is that you have to study crashes. Right. That's one of the things that you have to do. Yeah. And let me tell you. These are not airplane crashes. All right. All right. There was CGI, just like a movie. It was yeah. imposed while they exploded it. So they timed the explosions with the fake CGI planes. All right, Donnie, I, I, Donnie, let me do, I, then I got to go because this is ridiculous. But why would they do that? It's why not would ridiculous. The, why would the government go out of their way to, to orchestrate this, to get into a lousy so war with Afghanistan? Flag. They wanted us to get into wars and think about what happened right after it happened. The Patriot came out. The Patriot Act came out, and they took a lot of our constitutional rights away. That's why they can use the social media to spy on us and all this other stuff. Yeah. Listen, you have to understand yeah. everything that was enacted I don't right after this terrorist attack, because we didn't want to go to war. September 10th, did you know that Donald Rumsfeld testified that they were missing billions and billions of dollars and, it, and the, the missile that hit the Pentagon just happened to blow up the office that was uh, missing all that money. Right. Donald Rumsfeld, on December or September 10th, right. says that they're missing trillions. Right. I don't even think it was billions. I think it was trillions of dollars. All right. All right. $11 trillion. It was a, it was a lot. All right. And all then right. all of a sudden, 9-11 happens. All right, Tony, the I... same office right. where they exploded, got blown up by a, a missile. Right. There was a video of the missile. I remember seeing that. Right. All right, Donnie, I got to go. 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 How long? It's been 22 years, right? With with all we know with the country right now and how we can't even handle, you know, mail-in ballots 20 years later, and a lot of other things the government's not very good at, how in the world would the government then, under George Bush, 
concoct some type of way to get into a war with a third world nation called Afghanistan. So we can launch reasons to have the Patriot Act? So we can spy on people decades later? And firemen claiming that, and the boom, 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 boom was the domino effect of, of 110 floors colliding with each other after the part of the both buildings that were compromised. I can't believe I'm even trying to explain this. I'm not an architect. I'm not an engineer. But when you take a 767 at 600 plus miles an hour filled with jet fuel, that's what happens. Plus, these buildings were built at a time where they just weren't prepared for that. No one in their right mind ever thought that something like this would ever happen. It was the worst case scenario, and it happened right in front of our eyes. And yet there's still people that don't believe it. I don't get that. Rosie O'Donnell's another one. She says the same thing Donnie says. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Wow, Donnie was, woof. Yeah. Well, he's not, uh, he's not alone. There's a lot of people who think like Donnie. Yeah, but they were airplanes. I'm sorry. I watched them. Yeah, we all did. It wasn't a, it was not taped and CGI or whatever. Right. I got up that morning. I was on uh, bike duty because I blew my knee out. I worked for the city fire department. Hmm. And I watched the planes hit. They were planes. Yeah, we know the that. The other thing is, too, yeah. going back, yeah. uh, about the Court Street Bridge. Yeah. That yeah. was on News Junkie last week. Yeah. I, 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 is your name Carl by any chance? No. Okay, because uh, Carl sent me the same message. Today's Court Street Bridge closure was announced on both Ch- News 7 and News Junkie yesterday, and possibly prior to that. But the, the, like last Wednesday. Yeah, like last Wednesday. Yeah, last, last week, a couple days after Labor Day, as if anyone's going to remember that. Why would you close it during essentially what is considered rush hour? Why would you do that? What it is is that they were pouring the concrete. Right. I saw that. It's continuous pour. All right. So what they're doing is they're pouring it from the east side. Yeah. Onto the west side of the bridge. Gotcha. All right. All right. That makes sense. Because the chutes can go over and hit it. Yeah. Well, I mean. But Craneville, they were rolling trucks like it was going out of style today. And how much longer is this going to go on for? No, they're going to have it done by the end of today. Okay, good, good. All right. Well, all the whole thing is is that the the west side of that bridge is going to be closed for the next twenty one days. The west side. So that the the concrete can set. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So it's going to be down narrowed down to two lanes essentially. Exactly. Okay. It'll go back open, but it's because they have so many trucks. Yeah. In there, trying to pour it. Right. As fast as they can. Yeah. Because it's a one-day deal. Yeah, yeah. You, once you start, yeah, you got to keep one pour. It's like taking a pee. You know, you know, you don't yeah, stop. Craneville is the only <laughs> one that the state of New York has an inspector at. Gotcha. I, I appreciate it, my so, friend. I, I stand corrected. It was announced. Um, I guess you know I must have missed that episode of sixty minutes, so I missed that one. Sorry about that. Well, I just read a lot of news junkies. There you go. I said a why, but I missed that. But thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Yep. All right. Okay. All right. So real quick. The statement yesterday, this is what the caller today during the hotline show was alluding to. This, of course, from uh, Mayor Jeff Smith. And Jeff, if you're around, I know it's late in the show, but he goes on uh, above and beyond what he said about the, 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 the statement that Councilman Cliff only made about what, 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 what Cliff only was essentially saying is that City Attorney Bullard, assigned through us through some law firm that I never heard of, doesn't matter, from Rochester, I believe, or Albany, whatever, was fired. All right. Well, that wasn't true. 
So now, you know, Mayor Jeff Smith puts out the statement yesterday. But within that same statement, he says it's abundantly, abundantly clear that to me, the mayor, that council allies only in Ruggiero are not happy with the letter of inquiry I recently sent to Mr. Lundy and Mr. Simeo regarding important golf course transaction closing documents. So this is above and beyond the Bullard story. Furthermore, he says it's clear to me that the council, uh, that councilwoman Ruggiero and councilman only have concerns about my wanting answers to questions regarding these golf trans- uh, uh, transaction documents. And now these documents, according to the mayor, were not disclosed to the city. Unfortunately, Mr. Lundy and Mr. Smeo chose not to explain these issues to city council. Additionally, Jeff says, my emails to council have been shared with Mr. Lundy's attorney. Executive session material has been shared with Mr. Lundy's attorney as well. Mr. Olney's conduct is embarrassing and a disgrace to the city. The city manager almost resigned due to Mr. Olney's actions. Of course, that was a year ago. Olney's continued actions will cause other firms, vendors, and potential employees to decline to work with our city. So I wanted to clarify that. So we'll talk more about this. these documents. That's interesting. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, uh, Glenn. This is your non-lawyer friend. What's happening? Uh, two point, we, had got, we hung up uh, rather abruptly. Not, not, that wasn't your call. Uh, I talked about the, the golf course, the, yeah. the uh, solar panels, uh, the zoning. Uh, does anybody really know what the zoning is of a golf course? No, no. No, no, no okay. one really cares. Sorry. Uh, well, I don't know if I had if I lived next to a golf course, all of a sudden there's solar panels there. I care. Oh yeah, um, I, I agree. Yeah, but apparently that's not going to happen according to uh, what, what other sources. But go ahead. Okay. All right. I got from um, uh, you, you mentioned one thing. Uh, you said these these people are working for twenty five thirty dollars an hour. Actually, they're working uh, if it's COVID related money. I got this from a contractor who gave up uh, building houses because he was paying his guy thirty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. They says anything that COVID related, they're making fifty two to sixty two dollars an hour. Hmm. That's direct pay. That doesn't include uh, overhead. Hmm. That, that's uh, all these. Well, he, he's having a tough time finding help, and uh, you, you know he can't compete at thirty to thirty five dollars an hour. Sure, for the average guy. So just uh, just keep that in mind. No, I will. I will. We're in better shape. We're at four dollar gallon and one point or two eight eight percent inflation rate. We're doing we're doing just fine. Oh wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did, did you did you condone a four dollar an hour gallon of gas? Were you being facetious when you said that? I'm being completely facetious. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, I I see what you're saying. Yeah. I just yeah, wanted to make sure we're doing we're doing just fine according to some of your callers. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. We're doing great. Yeah. Four dollars yeah, an hour. And, uh, a gallon, yeah, excuse me. Biden was a great example. In um, uh, Vietnam, uh, yesterday or the day before, uh, you know, they just cut him off there, you know. And mm-hmm. the, uh, so, I, I don't know, it's, uh, it's interesting. So No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to be interesting. I, I just don't know how they, how they do this. But they got to do it by, by the end of the year. I'm figuring by Thanksgiving, we'll know who's running for the Democrats in 2024. Because they can't wait till uh, January when the when the primary se- season starts. They can't I think do it. It's sixty nine or seventy percent, approximately. And I'm not, I may be off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Democrats do not want Joe Biden. Yeah, but but my friend, one thing I, I can just clearly say is, and I said this yesterday, they're not voting for the presidency. They they minimize the presidency. They're voting for the party. 
So while they don't want Joe Biden to run, that doesn't mean they're not going to vote for him. You, you understand that. They're not going to say, oh, well, I'll vote for Donald Trump now. They're not going to do that. Well, it, they're going to vote for him. They don't want to vote for him, but they're going to vote for him anyway. He wins by 7 million votes. That's how much he wins by. 7 million see, votes. Uh, the Attorney General in uh, Paxton down in Texas, how uh, they were cross-examining the rhino, the uh, Republican name. The Republicans are as bad as the, uh, the Democrats. How so? There's no... Well, in the donor class, if you're part of the donor class, right. there's an unwritten law of how you conduct yourself and how you take care of things. Hmm. That's where they hate Trump. Okay. Well. Well. Whatever. I, I see what you're saying. Well, well, look at look at the Republicans in in, um, in Texas. How uh, they're they're trying to get rid of Ken Paxton. Right. 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 And and I mean, yeah. I, no, I know. I see. And, and not to mention, uh, there's other states, including. I believe Michigan, and for that matter, the I think it's California, that are trying to get Trump off the ticket altogether uh, in, yeah. in that state, just to disrupt things that's, and say, that's, yeah. uh, that's real freedom. That's totalitarian. Right, well, look at the governor down the Grisham, down there in New Mexico. She's going to take oh, your yeah. guns away yeah. because she can. Yeah. And, and, yeah. 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 Amazing. All right. Well, th- well I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. I just got to move on because we get, we're getting a lot of calls. I love it. Higher in the air. A good show. I just want to know how the last caller relates uh, Bridge Deck on Court Street to COVID money, and they got $50 an hour jobs to start. Like, there's guys at Jefferson Concrete making 18 bucks an hour to start, mm-hmm. and they, they know all kinds of rebar, and they make wing walls and uh, mm-hmm. pre-stressed concrete bridge beams. And he's saying, oh, yeah, nobody wants to work. Yeah, I don't get that. $55 an hour. He's right. out of his mind. No, yeah, I, I, that's the one job people won't turn down. Uh, that's why they work in the rain, and I don't blame them. They're good guys, uh, and I see plenty of people working in these jobs. Remember, it's build bigger and better. That's the COVID. Uh, that's that's what uh, Joe Biden brought to us. New bridges we essentially don't need. Did we need a new bridge over the co- over uh, at Coffee Street over at 81? Did we need that? That was only three years old. That I wasn't guess, that old. They did it wrong or something. We're just, we're just throwing good money at, at something we don't need. I don't get that. And meanwhile, it's the, crazy. Uh, and then they close them all down at once in one, su- one well, summer that, season. That, that part I get. Then, but but it just seems like you can't get across anywhere when they do it like that. Not to mention they're digging up the uh, the the the, uh, the Arsenal Street bridge up again. They're they're putting some type of they 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 they, they cut across it like. Wait a minute, you just put that and up four years Van ago. And had Doozy closed again just on Monday. I don't know. I sound One like lane a only. Yeah. All right, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. I don't want to sound like I'm just bitching all the time, but it's just... Boy, it just doesn't make any sense sometimes. I don't know. So anyway, that was the statement from the mayor himself. We'll see what happens going forward. Good show. If you want to call in, I've got five minutes left. 755-1240. You want to talk about the Jets? I know Jeff is a much bigger Jets fan than I am. I am, when it comes to football, I love any football other than college. I can't watch college football. I just can't get into it. I, I watch game day, and the guy that looks like Mel Brooks, I just want to th- jump out a window. I can't do it. But I will watch every game I can when it comes to the NFL. And this, regardless of, you know, Mr. 30-something-year-old, the 37-year-old Aaron Rodgers, who's probably better suited at this point being the host of uh, Jeopardy than a, than a quarterback because he comes back next year. He's going he's gonna to need time to get you know his feet back on the track again. He's done. He's finished. The Jets are cursed. New York City teams are cursed. The Mets, horrible organization. The Jets, worse. 
The Knicks, terrible. The Yankees, you know, at least they've had a winning championship type of uh, legacy, but now they suck too. The whole city sucks. Buffalo should have won that game. And at this point, it's more important for Buffalo to win because the Jets are out. They're gone. They're finished. And then Buffalo turns around and they, 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 they for whichever reason, Josh Allen wants to throw 55-yard passes into double coverage into the end zone. doesn't make any sense. Hi, you're on the air. Dallas. Are going? Yes. Um, I just Googled up the uh, pay for uh, bridge construction. Yeah. With COVID money. Yeah. And the article come up, COVID money is being used mm-hmm. for all the construction jobs, and the hourly wage started at $46 an hour. Nice. Nice. That's good wages. And on the uh, on the building, Donnie said how strong they were built. Yeah. You ever seen the show uh, Engineering Catastrophes? Uh, no, I, I'm familiar with it, but I never really saw it. Yeah. Well, they, this building that they built. Right. Ended up being that. Mm-hmm. They put the pressure on each corner of each building. Right. This was a new design by an engineer. Mm-hmm. And after the said fact, they found out that the corners of the buildings could not carry the weight right. of that building collapsing. Right, exactly. Right. That's then, why. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. You're, you're good. And then uh, did you hear the speech from the president in Alaska? No, what did he morning? say? What did he say? He, uh, he lied again. He can't help himself. Hmm. He keeps lying and lying and lying. He said right to the press, yeah. I was there the next day. Yeah. That is a complete lie. So was Jim Levin. He was over a week before right. he got to uh, 9-11 property. Mm-hmm. But he stood right there, lie, 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 and nobody calls him on it. Well, they won't call. Yeah, thank you. I I don't know. Yeah, no one's going to call on him on it. But I don't see Joe Biden lying as much anymore, other than his cognitive ability to remember anything is just off the rails. Call it lying. I just think, you know, the guy is, he's lost it. All right, last call of the day. All right, you're not there. Listen to that buzz. Listen to that. If I turn it down, all right, I'll have to remember that. All right, anyway, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. We do have one last call. Hi, real quick. First-time caller, long-time listener. This is Big Steve. Josh Allen broke my heart last night, man. Yeah, he did. He really did. You're a Buffalo fan. That's right. I am, too. Uh, I I mean, I just want to root for the team going forward that's going to have a chance to get into the postseason. But a game like that, that that takes the air right out of your sails. Plus, they had a game with uh, a commercial in the game uh, with Scott Norwood. Who missed the? Who was wide right in the '91 uh, uh, Super Bowl against the Giants, and, and that just added insult to injury. And then, and then they did tie the game at 16 all, and that that uh, that ball hit the, the uprights and almost didn't make it through. Plus, that guy looks like oh, Scott Noel. Wow. Amazing. I gotta go, uh, but Steve. But thank you, thank you, thank you. That's a uh, big Steve Malbuff. All right, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. AM 1240, WA10 Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. Is CBS News on the hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has ordered an impeachment inquiry.